to Becoming Soul, it is an entertainment talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. I'm pretty good myself. Good. Uh, this is for season four, episode four, or uh, 404, called Talk. Uh, what did you What did you think of this episode? Uh, it was it was fine. I, I not necessarily one of my favourite episodes. It did have some nice action in it. Mm. Um, it. It's interesting as we're going through the series how Jimmy's kind of become a secondary character <laughs> on the show at the moment. That. Yeah. Um, you know the the stuff that's going on with him is you you're seeing him sort of ed, edge towards being, you know soul and and being a little bit kind of uh you know more that character you, you're seeing a little bit of his transformation each episode but he, he most of the main plot isn't following him at all it's following kind of the drug trade which i mean admittedly is interesting in itself yeah and i do like that but um it, it, it just struck me while watching it last night how how he's very much becoming a kind of a secondary character to to the to sort of Nacho and and the drug side of things and the cartel and and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean uh, it it's it's good. I would like to see a little bit more of of Jimmy's stories pushed forward, though. You know, it doesn't seem to be doing any major pushing on that front. There's little bits of it, but not huge amounts. So. Yeah, I quite agree. Um, it's weird how this prequel has like slowed down a little bit because like it, it's a prequel. And we know what's going to happen to at least a few of the characters, and I feel like they're trying to keep some things a mystery. Whereas, um, de- depending on what reasons you're watching this show, you might just want to know the timeline as opposed to like more of the mystery. Um, I yeah, think, I think with the past stuff with the cartel that we don't know as much about, um, and like obviously with uh, Nacho being tied in there, we don't know what happens to him, and uh, you've got Kim who's doing some weird stuff as well, and we don't know what happens to her. But in terms of Jimmy and Mike and Gus, um, I feel like they need to move the mystery from, or the mystery that's there from them to the other characters, which the mystery with Nacho and Kim's fate. Uh, they're they're still doing a good job of that because like we don't know if next episode Nacho dies from his injury or if it's the episode after that or if he survives completely mm. um yeah or if Kim somehow gets involved w- with all of this which is still a possibility and um because what what about if like this this job that um Gus has asked Mike for involves maybe Jimmy and then uh Kim gets involved and like we don't know what's going to happen to those two in that sense like in a, on a week to week basis um and obviously with Nacho being very much injured um it yeah. leaves that for an interesting mystery because we don't really know what happens to him um but i i'm not understanding the slower pace with Mike and Jimmy in their plots because uh, we know where they end up um do, do you get what i mean like they need, yeah. they need to keep more of the mystery to the more mysterious characters. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's still a good episode of TV. It's still better than some that I could think of in name. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's still doing a good job of what it's trying to do. It's just doing it in a way that I don't quite understand, maybe. so. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, the recap is quite short this week. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do with it. But uh, I'm sure it will still be decent. 
Um, yeah, I think that's about all I... I mean... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll save what we think for the, the cold open when we actually go to read that, because we don't want to talk too much about uh, other stuff. Um, but no, that's yeah. about all I have for the pre-talk and stuff. Um, Alright, now I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, How to Get Your Ad-Free Podcast, and then we're going to be doing a bit of housekeeping, which I have some big updates for, so I'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so that was today's sponsor on how to get your ad-free podcasts. Um, yeah, housekeeping, entertainment talk, uh, things that are happening. Um, big news. We've uh, iTunes last night sent me two emails um, about two different um, iTunes feeds being approved. They are now on the iTunes uh, yeah, on iTunes themselves. Uh, that's for Better Call Saul and Random Gaming Talk, of course. If you're listening to... Um, the Better Call Saul podcast now, uh, either through our main iTunes or Stitcher or through the website itself. Uh, those are the places you can pretty much get it. Uh, please go over and subscribe to these new feeds and rate and review and uh, subscribe to them as well. Because the, with them being new feeds, it does really help with um, them being rated and, uh, and reviewed. Um, it's, and I thought, because the first one I went to make was the Better Call Saul one. I thought, you know, we're in the middle of the season. It's good to get the feed out now before like the season finishes so that, you know when more people hopefully start listening towards the end of the season that our feed will be out there um the better console feed itself has been updated there wasn't that many episodes to put in um so it's that's the season three review and then all the podcasts that we've done so far for season four which includes the preview as well so you can go and listen to those um and then of course gaming talk we've got like 128 of them um so i put in i put in basically the newest one and then i'm going to sort of figure out what to do with the back catalog but it is still available to you either on the website or through the uh, itunes feed um i'd say the easiest way to get to it is go to the main website uh and then go on the podcast tab uh, of course if you search for becoming soul or random gaming talk on itunes they should come up so uh go over and subscribe to those finally got it all worked out so uh it, <laughs> it was a bit more simpler than what i thought it was um, there was this problem I had with like a language tag, which I didn't know to leave blank, but uh, I've worked it out now. So hopefully I'll be able to get uh, some more feeds up in the coming weeks. And of course, as I submit them and they get approved, hopefully they will get approved, uh, I'll update you all. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, finally got it all worked out and there should be more feeds uh, on the way. So look out for those. Um, yeah, in terms of content, uh, the last episode of Classic Reviews this week, uh, which was for Ape Escape 2, which again is a... Uh, one of the play PlayStation 2 classics I have on the PlayStation 4, uh, which is of course how I played uh, Canis Canem Edit, which is one of the more one of the other recent uh, reviews I did, and uh, Jack and Dexter as well. There's a bunch of different uh, PlayStation 2 classics you can look up. Um, I couldn't name you what necessarily is in there. There's just a bunch in there. Um, but yes, I played it on PlayStation 4, so I'm reviewing it 
button for that console basically because uh, that's where I played it on uh, and yeah that's the last episode for classic reviews for this season uh, so hopefully you all enjoyed it um, of course you can go and check out the uh, feed for that on the website and uh, that, that, that'll that actually be the next iTunes feed that I'll be doing because it's another kind of shortish one that I can do um, so I'll let you guys know when that's on iTunes uh, in, in the coming days or weeks or however long that takes uh, but no, very good series. It was good to go and watch some like old films and review some old games and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've already got ideas for season two, and Robert wants to do a bit of brainstorming about uh, some films that he thinks might be a good idea. But uh, season two will probably be coming in 2019 because uh, some uh, the uh, the autumn TV is about to come back, so um, we're going to be doing some of that as well, of course. Um, what else happened this week? Um, I did a kind of it was a bit more of an unusual piece of content, I guess you could say. I basically did a little article about sort of the state of uh, Scream on MTV, or you know, lack thereof, I suppose, <laughs> and basically yeah. why, why the fans are upset, and talking about how basically every other horror franchise, like American Horror Story, The Purge, um, the Halloween film with the is it Michael Myers that character that's coming yes. back. Basically, <laughs> most other horror franchises you can think of are moving forward with new uh, with new films or TV shows or whatever. Uh, plus, this year we also had the pur- the first purge, the uh, the prequel film that they did, which I thought was pretty bad. But anyway, it was basically discussing like, okay, what's going on? Here's what I knew and what I think the the fans know, and basically the whole uh, the shameful way they treated the cast at the at the VMAs, which is arguably their biggest thing. Which they even got a ratings drop from that this year. Uh, but I go more into that in that article. So if you're interested in what's happening with Scream or the lack thereof uh, you can go and check that out as well hopefully we get something soon but uh, things just seem to be pretty dead and quiet which is ironic for, for this for the show it's based on um, but you can go and read that if you're interested uh, I don't really do like a review or anything like that it's just discussing my kind of thoughts on the situation and what the situation is um, tomorrow hopefully I'm going to see uh, kind of a fun um, female buddy cop film, it's called The Spy Who Dumped Me, it's got uh, Mila Kunis and uh, I think it's Kate McKinnon is how you say her name, um, this looks like a fun good sort of female buddy cop film uh, and it's got two very good actresses in it as well so hopefully I'll see that tomorrow. Um, and then Friday, I say goodbye to Nashville, um, the, the TV show, not the place, I've never been there, <laughs> um, basically did like a review, my thoughts, and said like thank you to CMT for essentially saving the show from cancellation, and uh, yeah, went into more of that stuff, so that's coming out Friday, um, and hopefully, we don't know 100% if we are doing a gaming talk this week, because I've got a family trip on Saturday, um, but if we do, we'll probably be talking about that cyberpunk demo that came out out of out of nowhere. The very mysterious reveal that that, that had with all the codes and stuff. Um, but they did a 48 minute demo of cyberpunk 2077. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out on YouTube. Uh, we'll be talking about that and just a bunch of other different gaming stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's all happening on entertainmenttalk.org. So uh, go and check that out. All right, um, this is what I've got for the. Uh, the uh, cold open or the opening scene um, a, a little boy possibly called Matty because that's the name that he puts in at the end is watching someone build something uh, puts his name Matty in the uh, mud on this thing itself at the at the end of the scene uh, then it cuts to Mike saying you wanted me to talk so I talked uh, a very basic kind of mysterious weird kind of scene I don't really know what to make of this I guess it's, right. I well, guess it's a scene to do with Matty. So, I, yeah, yeah. Well, 
as as I understand it, I mean, what you're led to believe is that was the uh, Mike at the support group, and that was the story he yeah. was uh, he was telling, which is about uh, Matty, which is his um, son, if I'm getting this right, and. So the older guy that that was laying the the concrete was uh, was Mike, and the the little kid was his son, because if I remember correctly, that's the that's the guy that got killed, because it's his daughter in law that he has the relationship with now. Yeah, yeah. Because the woman in so, the, so that's... Who's, who's with him later says about like, oh, I forgot Matty for one day, kind of thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It ties into that so basically. It's... So it ties into that. So it's it's base that that's pretty much it, um, and it's quite a nice little misdirect that because it you know it then tags into the you want you want me to, wanted me to talk so I talked um, phrase. So you 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 think that he's sort of sat there and actually telling this story about Matty, where we find out later blatantly he isn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I. See, this is another one of these where, like, we we know Mike, we know what happens to him and that kind of stuff. And I guess this is maybe they've got like untold story with with Matty that Mike is going to go into later. Maybe he's going to go back to a support group if he's allowed back. I guess. Um, yeah. And maybe he'll tell some sort of other story. I just I want it to be. Because if basically if there's a further reveal that they're hinting towards, which it kind of seems like they are, I want it to mean a bit more and tie into to something else. Yeah. Unless unless it's just there to flesh out Max's character even more, which is cool. I don't know if we necessarily need that, but it, again, it depends what they're going to show us in the future if if it is something else. So. Yes, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it, it's mystery. It's not character. really pushing. It's mystery yeah, it with a character that um, we already know is kind of developed. So, yeah, it it doesn't really push the overall story forward as far as we can see at the moment, unless there's something coming up that will push the story forward. But we don't know that. So, mm-hmm. and again, I mean, with Breaking Bad's history and with Better Call Saul as well, they always do these mysterious, weird, cold opens and. Yeah, from my recollection of Breaking Bad, ninety nine percent of the time it paid off. So I still have the trust that it will pay off. We just yeah are in a bit of a space where we don't know what. Yeah, this is, I mean so. it. It usually ties in at some point. It's like uh, what was it? The thing in the swimming pool. Yeah, the and we were like what, the teddy bear in the yeah. swimming, and yeah, which I think you know took a little while to pay off. Uh, and you know where you've got the the cousins crawling along the ground and you know yeah. that event, that had a payoff as well yeah so the, there was some fairly iconic kind of opens on on that show and uh, i mean this was sort of interesting but if it doesn't fit in somewhere else i'm not entirely sure of the point of it yeah again it, we don't know what the payoff is going to be so we can't judge it quite yet um yeah but again like i said Vince Gilligan, the same guy behind Breaking Bad, of course, did these things before and they paid off. Plus, it, it, it was strange how such a little thing like a teddy bear tied into this major plot later. Um, so, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not expecting this to tie into like the major plot, but it just needs to tie into something. So, uh, I guess we'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, Jimmy avoid Kim's uh, suggestion to see a psychiatrist uh, by taking a position as a shift manager at a uh, cellular phone store. The location gets nearly no traffic and Jimmy is quickly bored. <laughs> he later meets with Ira who sold uh, the stolen Hummel figures, uh, figurines for more than Jimmy expected and offers to carry out uh, similar jobs or theft jobs in the future. Um, bored herself with concentrating on her Mesa Verde banking client. Kim spends the day observing Judge uh, Munsinger's uh, courtroom yes. uh, secretly hoping for something exciting to rekindle her interest in the law. Uh, during a recess, the ju- judge suggests she return to her practice and warns that if he catches her in his courtroom again, he'll put her to work uh, as a uh, pro bono defense uh, court counsel. Um, when he returns uh, from recess, he finds Kim still observing his trials. Um, so let's talk about the Jimmy thing first. Um, the the only again this is a <laughs> a little bit of a situation. I mean, we have a bit more of an answer because we know like it's not as if Jimmy said I'm going to go to a new job and we didn't know what the job is. We know what he's gone to do, which is work at this phone store. I I'm wondering if this has you know because burner phones and flip phones that you can break mm. are quite popular in this sort of world and in like I guess a a drug gang sort of centric story. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if Jimmy is going to use this store for that and. If uh, maybe we see the Hello Kitty phone, do you remember that in? Uh, yes. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Jimmy's main phone or something, but it was one of the phones that he had in his in his desk. It I was a, yeah. yeah, it was a phone that that was the phone that he gave to Jesse, wasn't it? I think the oh, Hello yeah. Kitty phone. Yeah. Um, um, so maybe we'll see that in here. Maybe. What What about if some kid comes in and like needs a phone repair and it's a Hello Kitty phone? And, like they, I don't know, they don't come back or or something. I I just, think, <laughs> I, I, just I don't know. This would it be... would be a nice little Easter egg, but um, <laughs> I I believe the the Hello Kitty phone I I think was a um was a smartphone. I think I don't know. I can't remember. I think but... it was a flip phone. Was it a flip phone? So. Uh, maybe, or so maybe, like maybe. Or something. Yeah. I mean that that would be a nice little Easter egg, but it's not you know necessarily anything major to do with the plot. But it would be a nice little Easter egg to to throw in. Um, yeah, I mean the the idea of him going. I mean, you see towards the end of the episode where he's kind of going with the whole phone store thing because he goes outside and like paints the front of the store mm-hmm. and uh so y- you see what his sort of plan is to try and drum up business with it there's always an angle when it comes to jimmy's stuff mm-hmm. so you can see <laughs> you can see where he's going with it but like say it's it's a you're getting very little of jimmy's story i would like a little bit more of jimmy in this you know um so yeah, I mean, it's fine. He get, he he takes the job to sort of you know try and prove that he's he is doing something and you know avoids seeing the psychiatrist and I but I I want a bit more, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny and kind of interesting how Jimmy and uh, Kim are both basically avoiding their problems because she's not going to her ma- yeah yeah Mesa Verde thing and. Jimmy is avoiding talking to somebody basically. Um mm. it it was weird when I um first was like told I probably have depression and stuff and when um 
when I remember when my GP said, "Oh, you should go to this like uh, group group thing," and it was it was a weird situation where I was I wasn't like in an avoidance kind of mood, and I I know like Jimmy's had a different thing happen to him, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I I had the feeling of more like okay, this is the next step, and this is what I'm supposed to do. Obviously, Jimmy has different feelings and stuff, um, and he's probably feeling slightly different but uh it's interesting how i thought at the time like okay this is what i'm supposed to do next or what i need to do next and jimmy's just like okay i'm just not gonna do this and i'm gonna work and 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 do something else so um yeah but yeah i mean so but that's the thing some people when they're dealing with things try to avoid them or, mm. or think they can deal with it by themselves and other people will go well i i don't know what i'm doing you know so it tell me what i should do next and this is the direction i'll that you know i'll follow what you tell me this is the direction i should go so uh jimmy's very much the sort of person that goes i don't need to deal with with this i'm fine yeah you know he he thinks he can just distract distract himself essentially yeah um which sometimes it works sure uh again it depends on the person and the problem and what kind of mood they're in so yeah uh and what what day is i suppose um but no, I think it would be, and like you said, it wouldn't push the plot forward necessarily. But I think it would be nice if we just got the little, uh, the little nod towards the Hello Kitty phone. Because I mean, in terms of Easter yeah. eggs and references and stuff, um, that's where this show can do some some really good stuff, or has the opportunity to do so. Um, and fans would certainly pick up on that. Um, but do you do you agree that I you think that maybe this is where he's going to start using like burner phones and stuff? maybe well yeah i mean clearly that's the direction they they seem to be heading in with it given that the large message that he point paints <laughs> over the front of the store towards yeah. the end of it about you know is the man listening um you know come get your your phones here you know he has they have this idea of of you know pushing it as a place to buy burner phones and pushing the idea of burner phones mm-hmm. so uh yeah i mean i i thought that was that was kind of a, a nice touch so that would seem to be where they're going with this it would also give you a reason for for why jimmy has a drawer full of phones when <laughs> you see him yeah. in breaking bad as well uh, i mean although they are fairly commonplace but in that sort of line of work you but it, you know maybe we see him leave this job with like a box full of spare phones possibly but that kind of makes funny. me think of like tech youtubers on t- tech people on youtube when they have drawers of like xbox controllers and <laughs> yeah. and iphones it's like what what is this uh but yeah um yeah that's probably where he'll do that sort of stuff um yeah, I guess next episode we'll see him hopefully do a bit more with this store and maybe uh, something else with Ira because they both basically said like, hey, if you want to do this again with with something, then uh, get in contact. Um, yeah. What did you think of Kim's stuff with the courtroom? Um, Kim's kind of interesting because clearly she's freaking out about the whole Mesa Verde thing and uh, the the size of the client and. You know that she doesn't just want to be stuck doing banking for the rest of her life, so she goes trawling the courtrooms for interesting cases and then gets picked up by the judge of like I've seen this a million times. There's nothing interesting here that's going to reignite your interest in the law, which is what she sort of seems to be trying to do. Um, I I mean I I, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting because she then does go back and sit in the room. 
and after she's been told you know i will put you to work if you're going to just sit around you know in the courtroom so i i wonder if that is does end up happening and she ends up taking sort of small pro bono cases and one of them does turn out to be quite interesting possibly a drug cartel related thing and that's how she gets tied in possibly mm-hmm. yeah i mean she yeah she the, like with jimmy and her kim sorry um like i said they're both kind of just avoiding what, yeah the, the next things that they have to do um kim i would say maybe is doing it in a more healthy way because she is yeah she's looking for work yeah trying to do something else and she's i think rightly scared that like hey if i dive head head into this new thing that i've got to do um she could have another accident it's entirely possible and Mm. um yeah because i mean that must be a terrifying experience to like have herself just dive head into to work and uh, not sleep much and basically not do anything else. Um, have a car crash and basically have the realization of like, hey, I, I just simply pushed myself to too much. Um, I don't know. It depends. It depends what she but, but then, to do next. Yeah, but then if she takes in more things other than Mesa Verde, she's going to be pushing herself even harder. Yeah. I, I think it's. I, I think part of it is is her not you know looking at this idea of of just having this massive one massive client of mesa verde and being stuck just dealing with that and not having any love for it and and wanting some variation and that's why she goes trolling the courtroom i think um she's looking for potentially you know, potentially something might give her a way out of of just working with Mesa Verde, and but potentially it's it's just something to get her back into actually being in the courtroom rather than just filing documents. I think so. I I, I that to me seems to be where her headspace is. Um, it's more about the her not really thinking because she can't really take on that much else because she's snowed under with the Mesa Verde work, which is what you know. Yeah, drove her to she is still injured she's still got her yeah, arm yeah. In, the, in the sling um so i i think that we're going to get her pick up an interesting pro bono case okay. and end up getting um possibly something cartel related and that's how she gets tied back into things possibly maybe i i do think it'll be interesting if they found a good way to and i, I trust them to to do it in a good way um, for them to tie her into the maybe the DEA and the cartel, because um, I yeah. think Gus's hint of Ladea earlier in the season is is still kind of up in the air and interesting. Um, yeah, and if you, if you yeah. could if you can find a way to include, I guess kind of everybody because you've got Nacho who's already in there. Gus is of course definitely in the cartel. Um, if you found a way to put um, Kim in there with some sort of case to do with that. You could, and this is a little bit ambitious, but you could tie in Hank with that, and then you could, obviously, if if Jimmy knows about it, he's kind of tied in a little bit with that as well. Mike is already in there. Um, mm. I'm just trying to find a way to connect all the characters sort of together. Well, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. you know, like like you say, Mike's already in. It is probably all going to end up tying to the cartel, I would think. Mike's already in there. The cartel, obviously, is the cartel. Uh, Jimmy, I think, has an interesting in through the cell 
microphone stuff and now you've got Kim hanging around the courtroom so it, it looks likely that there is going to be a, a court case relating to the cartel mm-hmm. I would have thought that's going to pull her in so I, I think that it could all nicely tie together and you are sort of pulling stuff it's just uh, there's a lot of setup at the moment <laughs> and not that much payoff yeah. how many episodes so, do we have left six yeah six episodes mm. uh, for the season which is still plenty of time to do some interesting yeah. stuff um, and you do have to have your plotting episodes um, where you plot stuff out. You can't just like make story happen out of. Out yeah, well, of yeah, you, so. you've got to position people. But yeah. Um, so. but yeah, out of her three options of basically like staying home, not doing anything, that's maybe well, she she could do that a bit. She still needs to rest. Um, yeah. Her diving into the Mesa Verde stuff is probably not great for her at the moment, at least. Not in that sense. Uh, and then her third option of, is obviously to go out to these courtrooms and stuff and kind of get herself out and about, which is a, is a good thing for her. So um, yeah, we'll see what she what she come what she uh, yeah uh, sort of finds from this. Um, all right, let's move on from that uh, and into the a bit more of the action bits that we kind of don't see. But uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> as part of covering up the fake attack on Nacho and uh, Aturo. Victor sells the drugs from Nacho's car to uh, the Espinazas. The Salamancan's um, rivals. Nacho identifies uh, to the cousins one of uh, the Espinazos uh, he claims was involved in the attack. So he says that that's one of the guys that was involved. They kill yes. everyone in the compound and recover the stolen, uh, quote, drugs. Um, <laughs> then return uh, to Mexico to avoid uh, police scrutiny. Nacho meets with Gus um, and realizes that uh, with the Espinosa's gone, Gus has secured more territory for his own sales. Uh, Gus suggests that there's uh, work for Nacho to do in uh, executing Gus's uh, expansion plan. Nacho, still in pain from being shot, reluctantly seeks um, uh, respite at his father's uh, house, despite his continuing unhappiness about Nacho's involvement in the drug business. His father reluctantly lets him stay and uh, follows Nacho's request not to call anyone for help, because uh, that's what uh, that's what all the cartel drug people say is, we don't want the police involved. Yes. Uh, that's when you get questions, you, you can't even go to the hospital, because then it's like, hey, gunshot wounds, how did you get those? And mm. then the, the police get involved there. Um, it's an awkward situation for Nacho to be in because t- he can't go to the police or the hospital. Yeah. He has to get these vet people to, <laughs> to stitch him up or whatever. Um, Although the the vet people at the end of the, the last time said he, w- he wouldn't do it again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that was his only option at, at the time. So Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in an awkward position. Um, I guess we'll do a bit of predictions on Nacho himself in a minute. But what did you think of the fact that we got an action scene, but I guess they just wanted to play it from Nacho's POV? I actually, I, I was fine with that. Okay, um, no, I was fine with it. I, you know, apart from the fact that there is a huge expense for them having to kind of do it. I like the air of mystery around the customs, the fact that they just kind of walk around the corner <laughs> and you see sort of, you know, it's almost like when you see those comedy things of of the, the tough guy goes in and into a building and then you see people kind of flying out the windows and out the doors and, you know, oh, yeah. it, it's that sort of thing. Uh, and it... it 
it saves them. I, I understand from a production point of view, it's worthwhile doing it that way because it's you, all you've got to do is record a bunch of gunshots and the odd explosion. It saves them a lot of time of actually choreographing that whole fight sequence, which I think would have been a, you know a major kind of thing to shoot had they done that. And I think it actually works perfectly well as it is. I didn't have a problem with not seeing it because uh, you kind of, you know, they're, they're badass and they kind of go in and they just shoot their way through it. You know, and, and Nacho's kind of going, oh, we'll go and get some guys. And they just look at each other and get out the car and just kind of go in and take care of it. So I, yeah. I, I rather like that. And I think it would have slightly ruined it if you'd seen exactly what, you know, what they did when they got in there. I, I kind of like the air of mystery around it. So I had no problem with them shooting it like that at all. I think it works really well. Yeah, I do, I do, I do like the line of when they're looking, when he's looking in and he's like, oh, that's the guy that was uh, part of the attack. And he's like, hey, if we come back later with some guys and they just get out of the car and start attacking. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you on the fact that... Um, I like mystery. I like mysterious stories and and things in in fiction, basically, depending on how well they're executed. Um, and I I have always liked because of course they apply very much to the Breaking Bad days of like okay, these guys never talk. They like do very minimal facial expressions because I mean you've got you can kind of yeah. compare them a little bit to Mike. Although Mike does talk, he uses his facial expressions a bit more. Whereas with these guys, they sort of don't do either of of yeah. those things they don't talk at all and they use like minimal facial expressions but they sort of like look at each other a lot and obviously they sort of like have some sort of thing with that in common um but no i like the way that they just kind of look at each other and like decide to do something there and they just start um but no if if you think about it it is showing this from nacho's pov um and then they do at the end like when they come out of the other side of the building or wherever it is um, they do show them like shooting a bit more and you um of course I'm not sure which which of the brothers it was, but like he starts to run out of ammo and you see him get a little bit nervous and then um he starts like reaching in his bag for his other guns and stuff and like the other mm. guy saying to him, like, Hey, you're all out of ammo, I can tell and like you should give up and then Nacho's Nacho's just bleeding and he's coming around the corner and uh Um he like goes to aim at the other guy and just sort of falls over from the amount of pain he's in. So, um, yeah, it was it, it was very, very well done, though. So I thought that was good. Um, yeah. I guess this is a good time to make this prediction. Um, yes or no, does Nacho make it out of the season? And I mean, past the season finale. Ooh. I, I don't know. It's, that's, <laughs> that's difficult. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, he's been such a big character, whether he makes it out of this season or... He's very injured right now. Yeah, um... I mean, he is. Uh, and they did make a point of mentioning, you know, you need to get that looked at because if it if it ruptured, because uh, it, it, they shot into the bowel and, you know, or it just missed the bowel, or I think it just missed the bowel, I think was what the vet said, but it may have nicked it. And if, if that ruptures, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So I do wonder whether maybe he's going to make it through. Maybe if he does make it through the season uh, or it, it maybe he gets to the last episode and then just collapses, mm. you know, um, 
it's a shame because there isn't really any Breaking Bad characters that are necessarily doctors that could come in and help him. No. No, because like Jesse couldn't do it, Walter couldn't do it, Hank couldn't do it. Um, yeah, there basically isn't really any doctor characters that like could come in for a cameo and like come and help him or something. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say that he does and be kind of risky, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would like it. I would like him to make it, but um, you know. Because I, I mean, but it's one of those things that it, they've set up the fact that there is potentially a ticking time bomb inside Nacho. Yeah. So, um, it, it's quite possible he could like collapse at any moment if they wanted to use that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see what happens. He, he, he could die in any of the rest of the episodes in the season or the, the season. I, it would annoy me if like you got to the last five minutes of the season finale and then he just he gets shot or something. You know, um, yeah. Because it's like, hey, so he survived through the whole season. Um, but no, good, good stuff with the whole cartel and and that. I I find I do find those characters very entertaining. So, yeah. Uh, during lunch with Anita, Mike explains that Henry, uh, another member of their support group, has been lying about his past, uh, falsely claiming to have a wife who died. At the next meeting, Mike confronts Henry about his lies, leading to uh, leading Henry to walk out. Mike performs an in- inspection at another uh, mag- madrigal, madrigal. Uh, madrigal uh, site and leaves uh, a list of safety and quality control uh, items to correct. Uh, Mike meets with Gus, who uh, frames anger that uh, Mike helped uh, Nacho to try to kill Hector. Mike points out that he only he had only promised not to kill Hector himself. Uh, he realised that um, Gus has an ulterior motive for meeting and tells Gus uh, on um, to get on with providing information about the job, quote, uh, that he wants done. And Mike starts to get angry. Yeah. So, um, well, we know neither of these two die, so that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike won't just be shot next episode. Well, he could be shot, I suppose. He doesn't. That doesn't mean that you die. Um, yeah, yeah, but as, we know as, he, as we know he doesn't <laughs> die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what we said earlier about how you could tie Kim and Mike in? I wonder if this... I, Depending on what the job is, I wonder if Mike would have a reason to ask Jimmy for some kind of help. It, it, I possibly. Again, it depends I, entirely what the job is. We have no idea yet. Um, but, I, yeah, yeah. but I still think they could find a way for... Gus or Mike, more likely Mike, to talk to Jimmy about some kind of job, get him involved. Mm. Kim finds out, she gets involved, and then you kind of complete that. So, yeah, I mean, I I think, uh, yeah, I think there is a, there is a good chance that it might end up with Mike going to Jimmy for something. Um, I I still reckon that I don't think Kim will find out. I think it's more likely that somebody gets pinched and. And she has it to help them pops out. up in the and, and she happens to be in the courtroom trolling for cases mm. when this when somebody she recognises you know comes in whether it's Jimmy or Mike or yeah whether whether or, or she gets asked to 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 step in at some point but I don't know um, 
but yeah, I I suspect we're gonna see we're gonna see Jimmy and and Mike together again for one reason or another. Maybe Mike goes to get a phone, a burner phone from the phone store, Maybe, possibly. Yeah. Um. This two two questions. Does I don't think Jim, Jimmy doesn't know Gus, does he? he? He met him. He doesn't know who he is. Like he bumped he bumped into him at uh, at Los Pueblos. Yes, uh, he doesn't know his background. But, like, I don't. Didn't like talk to him or really meet him per se um kim kim doesn't know mike does she no possibly not because i was just thinking of a scenario where gus asks mike for some kind of help with the burner phone and then maybe kim follows jimmy and sees mike at the at this the phone shop with him Mm, i don't know maybe there's definitely some possibilities of how you could get these characters to all come together um yeah just kind of trying to figure out what it is i suppose um, what about if it's, I mean, the most thing that would make sense in terms of if Mike needed to ask Jimmy for help would either be, either be with the burner phones or some kind of theft job. Maybe yeah. He, maybe he gets Ira involved then as well. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of interesting, exciting sort of possibilities that could, could come from that. Um, but we'll see what they come out with. Uh, that's the end of the episode as well. Um. Yeah, kind of. A, it was a good episode. It still did some some plotting and stuff, but it did have some uh, some good parts to it as well. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I you know there was some there was a good sequence, good action sequence in the middle. I just I feel that I want more Jimmy and pushing more of Jimmy's story forward because at the moment it's he seems like a secondary character. Mm. So I, I will say this: now that they've got Ira kind of back in the picture, although he never really left. Now that he's like met with Ira again and he's at the phone shop, uh, depending on what he does with that, and now that he's put this message thing out, hopefully yeah. the next episode with that sort of being set up as a thing for Jimmy, hopefully something happens with that next episode. Um, yes. I heard something about um, a, a, a cameo in um, a promo for next week, and then I actually looked on YouTube and couldn't actually find a promo, so uh, right. I, I don't have much information about that. Um, but yeah, that's it for the end of the, of the episode. Let's move into feedback. You can send yours in entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. There's uh, also Twitter at etalkuk. Uh, Twitter's also where I'll be putting out like quick updates for, for random bits and pieces or just like if there's no gaming talk this week or th- those sort of, those, those sort of uh, quick things. So you can check that out as well. Um, yeah, there's also a little email form on the website you can fill out. Just put in your uh, email and your comment. That will get sent to me. There's also the uh, Facebook group and the Facebook page. Uh, Jerry says simply, uh, what wh- what would you like to see be the last shot of Better Call Saul? So like the ending scene. Um, th- there's two questions that goes with that. That depends if they end on Saul or if they end on Gene. Yes, because with because with obviously the premiere of each season being Gene, I assume they're going to bend the rules a little bit with that with the like the series finale episode, whether that's next season or season six. Um, yeah, I I myself in terms of because I, I, I we'll guess in a minute for Gene, but for Jimmy, I would like to see. Um, you know when they when he met Walter and Jesse was. Wasn't he in his office and they said, hey, there's a client here for you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. I, maybe if the final scene is him in his office and just to like connect the timelines with him, 
because that's the first time I believe that we meet him. I know that they dragged him out to the desert, but I can't. I'm. I remember. I feel like I remember a scene where they met. He met Walter and Jesse, um, both of them for the first time, um, and then they met in the office. So if the last bit is uh, his assistant saying to him, "Hey, there's someone here to see you," and then we just like hear yeah. the door open or something. I don't know something just to connect that together. Maybe. Uh, yeah. In terms of Gene, I mean that's kind of up in the air. I really don't know uh, for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure when they first met, but um, and where it was. But I, yeah, that would make sense to me if that's the final scene of of the show. Regardless, I, I mean, I suspect they, what they could do for the final episode. She might get a conclusion to the Gene storyline, um, maybe in the opening, and then you get whatever the last episode is, ever, and and it ends with the the connecting it directly up to Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that's sort of what I w- I would like to see. I suspect. I'm, I remember they established Jesse, like knowing a guy, quote unquote, but I can't remember if they established that they he'd met jesse before yeah but I, I i remember it was like i know a guy through a guy kind of thing um yeah so unless like he has to meet him prior or, or something i don't know but uh that that's the last i'd like to see that in the series finale is what i'm guessing i'm saying is like um his assistant saying hey there's someone here to see you and we know that it's water and jesse in, in that meeting that i remember so um yeah. But yeah, in terms of Gene, we, we don't know what's necessarily happening there. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, I suppose. Um, do you think next season is the final season? I, I feel like with with the plotting that they're doing and a bit of the slow pace that they don't need necessarily more time than that. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how long we're going to see this kind of go on for. At the moment, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm also wondering with because was it last week you said that this is 2003 and Breaking Bad was 2008? What they're gonna do about that? Well, you may get still some a fair few years to go. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that could mean we've got a number of seasons to kind of get there, or I mean, I'm I'm kind of hoping we see a bit more of of soul in this soul as a lawyer hmm. um like when he gets you back know, from uh, his his suspension yeah. or whatever it was so maybe we see the we play out the rest of this season in the sort of current bit of the timeline and maybe there is a bit of a jump you know because we know it's what nine months or something before he gets his his license back yeah, so maybe time, yeah. we see a bit more of a jump uh you know maybe we see a bit more of them skipping through years possibly although i think they've been a little fluid with some of the timelines in this as well so (laughs) so we'll see but Mm -hmm. okay cool i think that's all we have to uh, to talk about this week uh entertainmenttalk.org is of course where you can find all of our content uh and of course please search for the two new podcasts well not new uh the two new feeds on uh, itunes becoming soul and random gaming talk uh, you'll, you should be able to find those on iTunes. Um, 
under the Better Call Saul one, it might say one episode, but the episodes are in there. I know because I clicked on the feed and they're all in there, and I clicked on play to test that they work. So, um, it's, it was probably just like an updating thing where iTunes still said to me like it's going to be updating itself kind of in the next like two days or so. So that's probably what that was. But uh, all the, all the episodes are there that you need for Better Call Saul. So um, go and check those out. So uh, yes, please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes, whether it's the Entertainment Talk feed, the Better Call Saul feed, or the Gaming Talk feed. Uh, you can uh, find out what David's up to on GeekTown.co.uk and of course GeekTown on iTunes as well for uh, GeekTown Radio itself. Uh, for all of your air date information, casting updates and uh, cancellations and all, all that sort of uh, news based stuff. Uh, so yeah, check us both out on uh, on iTunes, that would help out as well. Um, if you'd like to support what we're doing here, there's a few options available to you. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, and do some other stuff as well. Uh, I've already mentioned iTunes enough times. Um, Amazon affiliate link, that's where you can go and do your normal shopping on Amazon. We will get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it doesn't cost you anything extra, so it's just your normal Amazon shopping. Uh, and then word of mouth, of course, tell your friends, family, neighbours, co-workers, anyone that you might talk to. Uh, and of course, if they need the uh, separate iTunes feeds, they can have a look at those as I uh, put more of them up as well. Uh, but there's always entertainmenttalk.org, which is where all of our content is uh, hosted anyway. So um, go and check that out as well. Uh, if you'd like to watch me and Robert play various different video games, he's got one on Mixer, I've got one on Twitch. Um, I wish I could stream Zelda at the moment, but I can't because I haven't got a capture card thing and there's no Twitch app on the Nintendo Switch itself. Uh, but when uh, Spider-Man comes out in just over a week... Um, I'll be sure to stream some of that and have my first impressions video out as well, of course, uh, hopefully on that Friday. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, there's apparently, um, the, the review embargo for, like, certain journalists is up on Tuesday. Um, uh, so I guess there's going to be a bunch of, like, spoiler-free Spider-Man reviews coming out on Tuesday, and then the game comes yeah. out, uh, the, fo- the, the following, uh, Friday, so the 7th. Uh, so Tuesday the 4th is when those reviews come out, so I imagine, like... The IGNs and and uh, Game Informer and all those sorts of ones will have their uh, their reviews out. Uh, I'll, I'll of course review the game when I finish it a couple of weeks after because I haven't uh, got uh, review copies, so I can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> I have had a little play on that Spider-Man game yes, uh, when yeah, I was at Sony at the yeah. weekend. Um, I'm really good fun, and I mean I only played for about 25 minutes, but uh, but yeah, really really good fun flying around and. You know, zipping from line to line, it does look like it could be a really, really good game. Cool. Um, yeah, so check out mine and Robert's Mixer streaming channel. He's got one on Mixer, and I've got one on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to everything that we do, follow us, and all that good stuff. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you enjoy all our content. Uh, so, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.